And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. Wait, I just had an idea. We sneak into their dorm bathrooms and replace their shampoo with a shampoo conditioner combo. No, never that. Never, ever, ever that. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, Looking at Luniversity. It's the spin-off series of Talkin' Tiny Toons, which, of course, we all know is the sister series of the Animaniacast. That's right. The podcast where we talk about all the things in the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky the Brain, and Freakazoid and Animaniacs. And, well, today, however, we are looking and talking all about the sixth episode of Tiny Toons Luniversity. Right. We're going to be revisiting our favorite jokes and some of those cultural references that we can find. And in the end, we're going to give this episode a water tower rating. I'm Joey, and joining me as always are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. Oh, so we're just here to watch. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, yeah, we are talking about episode six of Tiny Toon Luniversity. This one is entitled, Thank You Very Much. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an episode that, well, I, I, it is an episode. And I, I'd love to share some of my initial thoughts on it, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. I guess if someone were to ask you two about this episode, though, I just summarize it. Someone comes up to you on the street. They're like, hey. What's that Tiny Toon Prank You Very Much episode all about? Uh, what, what, what'd you, what would you tell them in just a few words? Uh, Nathan, what do you think? Catapults, shirts, and pies. Ooh. And Kelly, what about you? Um, it's, it's very pranky. Ooh. As for me, I don't usually put my thoughts in right now, but I, I thought Plucky's sentence of uh, unnecessarily long and nonsensical uh, made sense... <laughs> For oh, for the episode. For the episode. I thought Plucky described the episode very well when he said, Unnecessarily long and nonsensical. Totally on brand for you. Today's episode premiered on, well, it has two different dates. Yeah, of course. it does that. It's weird how <laughs> this happens. Because, in case you're just tuning in and you did not know this, see, the ep- this episode's premiered on Max, HBO Max, on September 8th of 2023. But on October 7th of 2023, they were pre- they premiered on Cartoon Network. Yeah, with all the commercials and stuff. So, i got to ask Nathan for some loony facts so, Nathan, give us the Looney Facts theme song for September 8th and or October 7th. And or the TV show is a Star Wars television show. But this is a song about Luniversity show, which this episode premiered on two separate dates. So let's talk about things that happened on one or both of those dates. September and October. 
two months that are different. And now the song is over. Yay! That was one of the longer ones, but... What? What? Oh, I just wanted to fuse. <laughs> it just got... So, do we have any facts, Nathan, from one, oh, one right, or both uh, of these dates? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? This. Um, so, on September 8th, first I should say that Dizzy Devil celebrates a birthday in this episode. Mm. And he's kind of... Or Dizzy's kind of a pinkish color, right? Kind of. Purpley. Purple, but one yeah. of the eye, Dizzy's eye has a green eye and a pink eye, right? Well, there you go. Well, do you know else who else had a birthday on September 8th and is pink? Pink? Yeah, Barbie? pink. 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 <laughs> uh, Alicia pink? Beth Moore was born on 19, <laughs> 1979 on September 8th. Like, yeah, there we go. That kind of, it so uh, that's, a, that's, that's the fact that corresponds to the episode. And some other just random facts. Um, these will be from October 7th. 1996, PBS has its premiere of the children's show Arthur. Also in 1996, uh, Nickelodeon had its premiere of A. Arnold. Um, that's kind of cool. Also in 1996, Bruce Springsteen, to have our Bruce facts. Uh, he sold out a solo acoustic show in eight minutes while on his Ghost of Tom Joad tour. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then finally, for international birthday news... October 8th is the birthday of Simon Cowell, 1959, Yo-Yo Ma, 1955, and Vladimir Putin, 1952. What a guy. Mm-hmm. I like how Nathan's incorporating Springsteen facts into our show now, just because we were listening to a Springsteen. Because I did it two times in a row. I don't know if I'll continue to Okay, it. yeah, exactly. It's like, how many Springsteen <laughs> facts? Is this a supplement to you springing Springsteen on my bean? or No. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nathan, for those important facts. Mm-hmm. I think let's get right into our discussion of today's episode. This is our review and discussion of Prank You Very Much. And Prank You Very Much was a story by Colleen Evanson. It was written by Allison Becker and Colleen Evanson. And uh, the storyboard was Alfredo Placencia, Andrea Reyes, and Nicolette Wood. It was directed by Tracy Honda, and Snipple did the animation on this one. And uh, I don't know, Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in the first part of our story? Okay. So there all celebrating Dizzy's birthday. And Dizzy gets some presents, like he gets a catapult and a huge cake. And he even says, like, the cake's too beautiful to eat. And uh, then, just as everyone finishes giving him all the presents, all these balloons that were hanging up from the ceiling, uh, they, they fall down and they're, I guess, filled with water, like water balloons, and then there's like a big flood. <laughs> Prank war. Sorry to dampen the mood. Aqualoo rules. Snackmeloo. Uh, thanks. Later, landlubbers. Students from Aqualoo University show up. Aqualoo, and they say it's it's the prank war, 
and because it's prank week and Buster and Babs explained to everybody that it's a week of uh, pranks between the freshmen of freshman class of each rival school. And then the best prank is awarded a trophy. Every year, the freshman class competes in a good-natured prank war with Acme's rival school, Aqualoo. That's right! It's prank week! For one glorious week, we go back and forth in an escalating battle of shenanigans. Whoever pulls off the biggest prank wins the prank war trophy! Dizzy says, you know, he's too mature and and grown up to uh, to participate. But in the dorm room, they're all getting together and discussing their their first prank. And Buster and Babs sort of take take charge, and it's got to be their pranks that are going to win everything. And prank is to shoot hair gel all over the campus. They get this huge tube of of hair gel and bring it out onto the uh, Aqualoo campus. Without a hitch, because of my presence. You mean criticizing everyone while you tamed your flyaways with hair gel? Yes. Then Aqualoo comes back with the, the prank to replace the floor with trampolines. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's uh, kind of where that stops in the first part. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, there you go. So the, the prank war has begun. Begun the prank wars have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Around the survivors, a perimeter creates. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest Yoda line I think in any movie was was that. I don't know. Of. I I think I think if we thought about it, that that may not be the weirdest one, but I I just love everything he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I we didn't talk about it in bonus audio, but I know you saw it on my Facebook page, Kelly. But I got that creepy Yoda. I saw that holiday. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> my gosh, I have I packed him away. I'm I took, jealous, actually. It it, it it you know what? It the normal price on that. Should I be jealous? <laughs> I maybe it packs up pretty tightly when it get in a box about yay big or something. But it he's like a life size Yoda. Mm. Um, uh, maybe a little bit bigger, wow. uh, but he's motion activated, which is going to drive my wife crazy. I think I'm going to actually take him to school. So I, you know, when kids walk by, he'll come to life or something, but he's, wow. uh, he's, I'd be afraid of somebody like stealing him. You leave him in yeah, the I have a, I have a, I have a security camera in the library, oh. so it'll, he'll, he'll be, cause okay. I might steal him. <laughs> well, go to a spot him before. Exactly. <laughs> but he, yeah, it's it's it, it, like two hundred dollars was the initial price, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, I'm not paying two hundred dollars." Even still though not that bad for that, it moves its head and winks and I've, moves. It looks every, cool. It looks yeah. cool, but it went seventy five percent off for fifty bucks. I was like, yeah. for fifty, mm-hmm. and plus it has a Halloween mode and a Christmas mode. That's so I'm like, incredible. At twenty five dollars, I'm like, you think about it. This, you're like, I've got a twenty five dollar Yoda <laughs> animatronic for Halloween and a twenty five dollar animatronic Yoda for Christmas. It, it it's like, of course you got to do it. Well, it's yeah. like, I mean, what other you options? You can have, have a normal mode for the rest of the year, and then you. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the last person you have to justify that purchase. A Yoda so. purchase, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's definitely. Um, 
It's going to be interesting. And you can just have it just though the light is just on, you That's know, cool. so that it just sits there just smiling with a goofy grin on his face. Uh, but yeah, I got a Yoda now. All right. Well, <laughs> there we go. Uh, there was the last one in Tucson, by the way. I had to. <laughs> it's mine. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some of the cultural references that were in this uh, first part. Let's see. The, some of the ones that I saw before I get to the ones that Nathan got, because Nathan's doing a very good job. There is no uh, Wikipedia stuff on this. You know, Nathan's doing all this like reference stuff and all the summary stuff. It was so much, so much easier when we we're talking about Animaniacs episodes. Yeah, you just copy paste, copy and, paste, and we can kind of go off of that. And if somebody else said, and then okay. add and take away as right. we want. Yeah, but there's nothing. They just say who wrote and directed it, and then no plot synopsis, nothing, and no no references, nothing. So Nathan's doing all this stuff. Um, I found. Let's see here. Uh, there was a L'Oreal, like instead of L'Oreal, it said L'Oreal, like an mm. Oreal gel and there was like a little bird on it that kind of looked like mm. the the uh expired twitter bird uh and they said um all's fair in love and gel which Puggy, of course it is unnecessarily long and nonsensical because all like all's fair in love and war and um uh, yeah that, that was and, uh, oh yeah nathan puts down very important that the title is a reference to thank you very much which is a common American expression. So in case you didn't know, pranky very much is thank you very much. Um, and I think that was on the wiki. <laughs> that was on the wiki. I think, I think I saw that somewhere. And well, I was like, I th- that's such a silly. When I see, when I, when I see thank you very much written like that, I just think of Andy Kaufman. Like, thank you very yeah. much. Um, let's see. I think that's, that's pretty much, uh, yeah, right, Nathan. You say that you know there's a rainbow. There's rainbow stuff going I, on, possibly. I saw that his the the letters for Happy Birthday to Dizzy were rainbow colored, and I was like, that's probably an allusion to when uh, Dizzy was non-binary, which I guess is may, no longer may necessarily may the, canon. Yeah, may yeah. or may not be the case. It's not. Yeah, they're they're not going to say one way or the other. I think on that one. Yeah, and they introduced three new characters, which I don't know if they'll ever come back, but. I don't. These are pretty lame characters. If they ever come back, I'd be pretty surprised. Tommy Shark, <laughs> Tevin Shark, and yeah, Tevin, Tevin, and uh, what's Tevin? Why Tevin? I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I was like, is that a typo? No. Yeah, no, it's Tevin Ling Lobster. Okay, mm-hmm. Ling's a real name, but I don't know about Tevin. Uh, and, and are Tommy and Tevin related because they both share the last same last name? I don't know. I don't know. It used to be Babs and Buster were no relation, but you that's, know, now that's true. Maybe they should have said it. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been, Tevin Shark, I would have loved no that relation. actually if they said, "Yeah, I'm Tommy Shark and I'm Tevin Shark, no relation." Oh man, I would have lost my mind. Um, <laughs> that would have been funny, but they did it. Okay, uh, but I think that's pretty. Weird. I think the, one of the things I've kind of noticed in this one was I thought it was interesting that we're dealing with this. And it even shows more as as we go on. But Aqualoo is filled with these aquatic creatures, but they're just they're, there's not a lot of water in Aqualoo. It's mm-hmm. uh, like a very uh, these are like amphibians basically. They're just walking around. Um, yeah. Well, they're cartoon. You know, they don't need to breathe underwater. Yeah. Even it, though 
like the sharks they later say they're gill breathers or whatever and it's like well you're still breathing the same air you know <laughs> exactly it's just for the sake of a of a pun of calling one place aqualoo because the other place is acmeloo and it, somehow that that joke was just more ended up becoming more confusing as it went on because i was like what is what's going on with this anyway uh, is this is uh, I, I forget is this where they they don't go through the whole montage at this point? Of no, that'll be in the, a second. It's the next one. Okay, well, there's uh, there's more references in the next one, the next part. Was, was there anything in this initial uh, segment that you you thought was interesting or funny, Nathan? Um, I liked when Babs is going up and down the trampoline and she's making her voice go up and down and she's going up and down. I thought that was like, I was like, none of the other kids are doing that at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed that it, it felt out of place, actually, because yeah. as, as much as I think um, Ashley doing the voice of Babs, I think she does a very good job. That That was a part where it just sounded... I don't know if it was the animation matching up with it. It just felt odd when she said It sounded that. like she was having fun with it, though, so that's good. Yes. Um, yes. I liked that um, they seem respectful of each other in their pranks, you know? Like, at the very beginning, they're like, I, I you know, I respect them in their pranking, but I want to prank them back. And then when they got, when they're doing the trampolines, like, Foster's like, holy fabulous. Oh, we're going to get them. You know, it's not like... So mean spirited or whatever in their pranks, which I like. Yeah, yeah. It, well, of course, Buster and Babs are like you know the prank masters, right? So they they know they believe yeah, they, they are anyway. They can't uh, let the other people help, which you know I guess is a theme or something. Uh, yeah, it's another lesson that we learn in this episode <laughs> is to listen to your friends, kids. Uh, that one does come through in the end, but. Uh, Oh, uh, Kelly, what is this first part? Anything else that you thought was uh, any, anything that made you laugh or just smile or anything like that? No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> well, let's go to move on to act two then, because maybe there's some good stuff here in act two. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, sure. we get back to, we get back to, <laughs> we kind of fade to quick black and then we get back and then we get this a montage. This is this montage of all these different pranks. And, uh, there's just, uh, they're going back and forth. They're showing a scoreboard. And, uh, at the end, we find out that the Aqua team is just slightly ahead of Acme Lou in this prank war. But Buster and Babs realize they got to just double their efforts. And they are now refusing to eat or sleep or they're skipping class. Weren't you two up late last night prepping p- 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 pranks? <laughs> yep. Have you two slept at all? Nope. Not sleeping, not eating, not going to class? You need a break. It's they they decide to enact the stench connection. Uh, so the stench connection is where they're going to go to this dance that Aqualoo has. And they're going to, in a Trojan seahorse, okay, go into this dance and making a, after they make this stew of stinky stuff from around the place, um, 
they're going to like pull a lever and make the whole dance smell, which sounds like a great idea, I guess, for Buster and Babs because they're inside the the horse. But you know, Plucky and Hampton and Sweetie are all outside in the in the dance. Or these, I hope they had gas masks for them or something like that because it seems like you know their friends would get stinky too. But whatever. Uh, anyway, they're 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 just exhausted. However, when they get to the the dance and they see all the food. So Babs and Buster say, Hey guys, help us out. And, you know, Plucky realizes we're just their minions. You know, we're just their, you know, what did, he doesn't call them the minions. Cause that's a, you know, that's a other thing, but <laughs> so that's the, the, I, I am Groot. Right? <laughs> the I am Groot. I, I think they said lackey. Lackey. Yeah, lackey that's what they sense. call them. Lackeys. So they go to get the food and then that just leaves the Trojan horse, seahorse uh you know unsupervised from the outside so the other those sharks tevin and tommy they put a cork in the exhaust pipe of this seahorse and when it comes to crown the king and queen of this prom dance uh they pull the the lever but the seahorse gas kind of goes back into the seahorse and explodes and they find out oh no that we were sabotaged. Release the snake! <laughs> the is coming from inside the horse! And, uh, yeah. It's just, they're just kind of wondering, how did they know? How did they know? And there we are. So, uh, well... References in this section right here. We have the the stench connection. Uh, well, there's a movie called The French Connection, uh, and that that's probably what they're referencing. Never right seen there. it. Never seen it. Have either. you seen that movie? Yeah. <laughs> I heard that you uh, you know. I've seen it, but it's been a long time. I've heard that it's there was some kind of stuff in it that if you were to watch it now, there was like you know some. Uh, language, things like that, that people would find offensive. I think it's a racist language or something like that. Um, they have, have actually edited the digital copies of this movie um, to get rid of it. So that's why people like film purists say you should get the Blu-ray or DVD of it. Um, the offensive version. Yeah, get the offensive version. No, but it's it's it is an, an interesting thing to say. Like you know, when you get those digital versions, you're not really owning the film that was released you could be changed or deleted or anything like that. There's just an example right there where I, I, I think it's, you know, the length I've not seen the movie myself, but I'm, I believe the, the whole thing of uh, one of the characters using that racist language is to, to talk about it. it it's a character point. And I'm assuming I, that the character has a, a change by the end of the movie. So, Deleting it, you know, hurts the character growth. I, I think don't even remember that. I, I I don't know. Honestly, I, I watched I, it because Roy Scheider was in it, but I don't really <laughs> remember much about it. Honestly. I know. Yeah, it's. Uh, did they? Uh, I'm wondering. In the movie, did they do the whole like weird sim? Like the you know how like Ocean's Eleven does the swapping things, and they do that in this montage. After yeah, they, they did the, a lot of Ocean's Eleven kind of cool, uh, almost like yeah. I was wondering if that was also like multiple things going on. Or... Yeah, I, I again, don't know. I don't remember. I 
I must have been doing something while I was watching the movie. And I think I, I watched it, like, I think from TV. So it probably was already edited. Right. So, also, um, um, I, I wonder if they, do they replace the bad words with like McClunky? Like what Rita says. <laughs> in his digital. McClunky. Uh, That's like the most offensive thing you could say. Oh, man. Don't. Man, that was just like. It gets Han Solo to shoot you. And, yeah. <laughs> or just shoot right before you shoot somebody, or they shoot you. Say clunky. Clunky. Yeah, exactly. You know you're that, in trouble. That just makes me think when they're on Cloud City and uh, 3PO runs into that other uh, droid, and the droid goes, <laughs> eat you, and, and then 3PO's like, how rude. How rude. <laughs> like, of course, the one the character in Star Wars with the worst uh, bad words is R2-D2. He's, R2-D2 constantly, yeah. he's constantly cursing. You could tell. like <laughs> He's always just like... the. You watch your language. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's a. They get all dressed up in sea creature outfits. Uh, uh, Plucky's dressed up like a starfish. He kind of looks like Patrick the starfish from SpongeBob, sort of. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be a reference. He does some cool little flips and stuff as he's walking from place to place. So, yeah. Uh, above the sea dance is. Uh, I didn't catch this. It was a good catch by Nathan, I think, right here. It's instead of under the sea dance from Back to the Future, they call it the above the sea dance. Everything's the above the sea, whatever with these characters. There's no yeah. water in this place. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned the Trojan seahorse, like the Trojan horse from the Odyssey and stuff. Not the Odyssey, but Troy, right? What? No. What's the thing called? It's called. I don't even know what it's called. The Trojan Home- horse. Yeah, but what is it? it's not from the Odyssey. It's right. It's from Troy. The Iliad. The Iliad. Yes, okay. thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. It's like no, it's not from, from the Odyssey. From the, the Odyssey. <laughs> uh, and of course, Bab says the smell is coming from inside the horse, uh, which is like the call is coming from inside the house. Which, um, yeah, I, I caught that. The way she said it was cute. I've been, there's a mystery science. They say that a lot in mystery science theater. The what is you know the calls are coming from inside the whatever, and yeah. um, uh, they have a mystery uh, mystery science theater marathon going on. I don't know if it's still going to be going on. Probably not by the time this episode comes out. But on YouTube, the official mystery science theater thing has been putting out like a live mystery science theater thing on YouTube, which is super cool. It's so much fun to watch those old episodes. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, there we go. That's some of those references right there. Uh, Nathan, did you see anything in this uh, thing right here that you thought was cool or interesting? Actually, let's go to Kelly first because I went to Kelly last last time. I don't want you to take all the cool stuff away. So Kelly mm-hmm. doesn't say anything. So Kelly, what what do you have to say? What was what did you notice in here that you you might have liked in the second part? I mean, I, I did kind of like the Trojan horse reference. Um... Because I like my my Greek classics, yeah. um, but it was so predictable. It, it's just, but I'm supposed to talk about things that I like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought their outfits were cute. Oh, there you they, go. They're incognito outfits, and um, um, yeah, and the montage when they were putting it all together was was very you know movie movie esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of that. I mean, it was interesting. It was intense. <laughs> it was. <laughs> sure. It was about as intense as this episode got was this second part. So. Uh, the I would say, you know, speaking of like, you know, those fish and everything, those fish, the design of a lot of those fish just look like they were out of SpongeBob. 
a lot of them look like they were just coming out yeah. of the SpongeBob episode. That was my theory, though, is that it's yeah. going to the SpongeBob school, you know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, what did you notice? Anything else? Um, I thought Link, Lobster and Tommy Shark or whatever, I think they disguised themselves a lot better than... Because, um, uh, you know, they were dressed as Fifi LaFume and Calamity Coyote, and you couldn't even tell it was, you know. Oh, and yeah. And then I was like, like maybe that's just because... Well, I don't know, you know, like... <laughs> that that, um, that reminds I, me when you when you were uh when you when you mentioned that montage right there there was a few there were some titles in there that were kind of um references to stuff there was one that said go tell it on the fountain like go tell it mm-hmm. on the mountain yeah. and there was one that was called the, some of them and I was like is that a reference to something one was called hot cocoa all the way down where it's like the cocoa cups cup getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, hot, I mean those are like cocoa. Russian dolls. I right. Was put like, yes, like nesting dolls of cocoa. It reminded yeah. me. You know what it reminded me of is the uh, Animaniacs with uh, Niall Standish, where he's uh, you know they 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 run into the teepee and he lifts it up and then lifts it up and lifts it up right and they mm-hmm. and they just kind of disappear. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. And then there was the whoopee cushion one was called whooping in plain sight, which I'm like, what does that mean? Like, and then it said bonus when they won too, because I guess they not hiding in plain sight. Maybe that was like what? So the references that they're saying with like the um, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was like, what are they trying to make? And then they they named a bunch that they didn't show. It was like zigzag freeze tag or something. I was like, I don't know what that means. and and some of the pranks were pretty lame. Like I didn't understand the whole trip and stick or whatever the that whole thing were. Yeah, that one trip, I was like, you're both stuck. trip right. You trip plucky, <laughs> and then the shark put glue on his hand so that he helps him up. But now he just he's wanted stuck to hold to, Plucky's hand. <laughs> apparently, on. now we're stuck together, Plucky. Come with me. It's like well, you're stuck to Plucky. Like that to me did not make any sense. It's inconveniencing you. Now you're stuck to this guy. Yeah. Uh well, anywho. And then but, I thought it was going to be dog poop at the door when uh, Buster looked in it. Yeah, that's it was, true. It uh, wasn't a dog poop anything. Dag just, explosion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the tiny piano after the big piano. It's kind of fun. When, yeah, that that was that was a surprising thing. A little grand piano hitting the lobster on the head. Um, yeah, that was something. <laughs> well. This prank war has got to come to an end somehow. So, Nathan, tell us what happens here in the Act 3 of our uh, Prank You Very Much episode. All right. Well, the um, the team, you know, our Babs Buster and the others, I don't know, they all sneak into um, Aqualoo University, and Babs goes off to find out what and how they figured out what their prank was going to be before it happened. So... Um, she sneaks into their room or whatever. She's looking down and she finds out that there's a giant supercomputer um, uh, that Ling had created. Um, and it can predict everything that Baz and Buster are going to do. And since they're taking the lead on all these pranks and they're just using classic pranks, um, she was able to load the classic prank book you know, into the whole supercomputer and it's now able to accurately predict everything they do. What'd you see? You know how our pranks are foolproof? Uh, yes, of course, of course. Well, they're not genius-proof. And so, yeah, they um, 
they go back to the dorm and Baz and Buster have no idea what to do. Um, but that's when uh, Plucky and Sweetie and Hampton start like suggesting their ideas again. And like, hey, we should listen to our friends' ideas. <laughs> All right. Um, so they uh, Plucky's been promoting this um, fondue since the first act. Uh, Hampton keeps mentioning shirts pretty much every line that he has in this episode. Is something about a shirt. And who doesn't love a good shirt? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Keeps talking about these shirts he wants to give out. Yeah. Except for, oh yeah, and last one he talked about that seahorses give, male seahorses give birth. And I'm like, that's not true. They just watch them. They watch them. Although, I gotta say, that that line, which I forgot to mention, Mm -hmm. is literally the only thing that really made me laugh out loud in this. (laughs) Because, (laughs) because... Plucky, Plucky's, response. Plucky's response of, I don't care, uh, was so Pluck, good. Plucky was all of this in that moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like, eh, I don't care about that. It's like yeah. that, that that did make me laugh. That Everything else was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But Plucky, yeah. funny line right there. Did you know seahorses are the only species where the men get to have the babies? <laughs> I don't care. So, yeah, so they... Um, Hampton's been talking about these shirts, and then Sweetie has also been talking about her uh, catapult named Kathy, and she keeps upgrading it every act. And yeah, the first like, act, this this catapult was only like the size of Sweetie. Yeah, but as it's gotten, but she bigger, did add she bigger had technology bigger. in that first act, you know, so it had yes. computer on it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so now they've given the reins over to their friends, and they're just going to watch what happens. So. Basically, uh, Plucky has made his fondue, and when the students start eating it, because it's delicious, they get some on their shirt, and like, oh no, we got fondue on our shirts. Luckily, Hampton's giving out free shirts. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Um, so they put on their new free shirts, and they look great. They love their shirts. But then Plucky comes over and sprays it with water. Oh no, they're all wet in their new shirts. But uh, they don't care because they're awkward. They're aquatic creatures, yeah. But the shirts start shrinking because they were not pre-shrunk, and they get so small. Pre-shrunk. I feel bad pointing this out, but we're aquatic animals, so water doesn't phase us. I forgot to mention those T-shirts are not pre-shrunk. They get so tight that the animals can barely breathe, um, which I don't know if they're breathing anyways because they're on land, but whatever. Um, And they're like, pretty good. We'll get you next time. And then Sweetie's like, yeah, but wait for this. And now we see Kathy has become so giant. It's actually underneath the school and it picks the entire school up and catapults it away. Where does it land? A giant pie. Um, Oh, me, oh, my. The, we cut pie. back to the <laughs> apple, pumpkin, mince and black bottom. I come to your place every day if you've got them. Pie, me, oh my, I love pie. <laughs> Banana cream pie. Um, we're back at the cafe. Everyone's celebrating. Um, it turns out that Acme Lou, I guess, won the prank war. And also now they have new friends from Aqualoo. 
because now um you know tommy and what's uh heaven and ling they're, they're all friends with them now um so it's like a happy ending but then granny comes in and her motorcycle and she's like what the, who threw a school in my building i don't know what <laughs> she was upset kind yeah. of um because think war isn't till next month um and they're like we thought it was this month because of this flyer that says it was this you know like so who would have said that prank week was now when we all knew it was not and then we we um they they break the third wall everyone's looking at the audience like do you know and then we <laughs> scroll up go into the, through the ceiling and we see someone's making um even more of these posters for some reason it's busy devil <laughs> Busy Devil was behind it all along. I should have known. And uh, he's or Dizzy's the ultimate prankster. And it wasn't even Dizzy's birthday. So Dizzy fooled so us D- all. Yeah, Dizzy got free cake and everything, too. Mm-hmm. Presents that wow. Dizzy ate. Got to yeah. eat all of Dizzy's presents and cake. <laughs> cake and wet cake. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, there we are. Well, we got a few references here. In fact, probably the biggest reference of the entire episode. They called this machine Tina Tina Turing Turing Tina Turing, which is a duffel mm-hmm. reference. This is mm-hmm. got, it's like you got Tina Turner, but this is Tina Turing. So there's a guy named Alan Turing, which mm-hmm. uh, if you which uh, the movie The Imitation Game, which I saw in the theater a long time ago. Well, he made this mathematical computer called a it's called a Turing machine, and uh, I think in the movie, I think it like it uh, translates like the Nazis' code, so they can figure out what the what the Germans are all talking about. But uh, according to Wikipedia, the Enigma tu- machine, yeah, yeah, a Turing yeah. machine is a mathematical model of computation describing an abstract machine that manipula- manipulates symbols on a strip of tape according to a table of rules. Despite the model's simplicity, it is capable of implementing any computer's algorithm. So that's what AI is, apparently. It's all Turing machines. There you are. Well, that was the, he, like, he, he um, <laughs> it's also famous for, like, the Turing test or whatever, right? So that was, What's like, the Turing test? Because I forget That's that. where you try to figure out whether an AI is sentient or something. Is, Ooh. When, when it, like, can, can you do that with, uh, can you do that with ChatGPT to find out? Sure. I mean, uh, well, like, the whole thing is, like, whether you can fool a human into thinking it's real, I think, is the whole, I mean, so the Turing pretty- test has already been, that was just his, like, yeah. like that's when we'll, you know. That was one step because I was like, you know, at the time there's like no one would think that a computer was real. But yeah. So the Turing test is like you have. Let me see this. There's some infographics here on on Wikipedia or or Google. So, oh, I see. So cute. It's like the human yeah. response. Yeah. You have a you have a human uh, who types to a computer. But mm-hmm. there's a there's like a third there's like there's a, either a person there or a computer talking back and they don't know, yeah. So I think right now like the uh, Chat GPT can usually pass the Turing test. There's sometimes they're gonna be like that. No human would say that, but right. in most cases, um, the way you can tell yeah, you these days is yeah. The way you can tell these days is how quickly the Chat GPT responds, responds back to you. Also, <laughs> you just say like, "Let me have the last response." Oh, like, do not respond to this message. <laughs> it is fun messing with chat GPT. Um, as much as I 
uh, as AI scares me. I'll tell you, as soon as AI figures out fingers, we're all doomed. It's all going down. That's as soon as they it's figure like out giving fingers, us the middle finger. Yeah, they're gonna. That's the whole thing. It hasn't figured out. It's putting six or seven fingers on hands right now, or the fingers don't bend in different ways. I'm telling you, as soon as tell us, as soon as AI figures out fingers, it's, it's all over. <laughs> that's it. That's Judgment Day. That's Terminator Two <laughs> going on right there. Okay. Well, there were some uh, the other references here than that Turing stuff. There's uh, one I liked was the chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, like the <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Hmm. That was pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, the Buster and Babs were on a water tower, and I immediately was thinking, is this Animaniac stuff going on? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to have a water tower in uh, Acme Lou. And um, I have not seen the usual suspects, but um, I know that there is a twist at the end, which I believe mm-hmm. I've already been spoiled for me many times. Um, that's with Kevin. That's a movie with Kevin Spacey, right? The, yeah. yeah. So it's, the, it's a canceled film anyways. You can't watch a, it. Yeah. Well, no, Kevin Spacey, what, what Kevin Spacey, he's nothing. I haven't kept up with his career. Oh, well, I've, I'll, I'll, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's he up to he's these big, days? Right? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's but yeah, uh, that that ending reminded me a little bit of Usual Suspects or something. There's right. other neo noir films or whatever too that are kind of like, like who did like Ocean's Eleven or something has a twist in kind of thing. Yeah, where you think one things happening and then it turns out what you thought was happening was not happening or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there we go. There's some references. What were some things that you thought were cool in this part, Nathan? What did you see? Um, I didn't understand why the whole class went over to Aqualoo with Babs. <laughs> and they all just like sat in a corner. Which which part just, are you talking about now? When they when they first come back, like the next night, and then they all climb over the wall and they're all going and like and it's like, no, I'm gonna go find out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like probably could have been cut out i don't know um and then it was only so that she could say um it's not genius proof i guess i don't know i like that the uh ling was nice to her friends i guess ling and she's and they start putting themselves down she's very complimentary to them yeah they never totally demonize at all the the other characters at all it's mm-hmm. to the point where you're like why are they even doing this like this is so stupid it's fun they don't <laughs> it's fun they do it it's this fun. is what people in college do i was thinking to myself do colleges actually do this i guess they do a little bit but i know like for the u of a and asu even though they're competitive schools it's like you would never do that stuff that too much anyway yeah they're two hours up the road I don't have to do that. Drive hello. Oh my god. Well I know at um Georgia Tech they uh they go and like steal all the T's off the the building signs. They think they do this a lot in water towers and a lot speaking of water towers. Mm-hmm. Throughout the throughout the United States they'll put like a you know, the city's name on a water tower someplace. Uh in Arizona they have a lot of, you know, random hills just popping up <laughs> and so they'll put an A or a B or a you know you know, different things like that around to help, you know, identify the city. So we have a, a, a extinct volcano in Tucson called A Mountain. There's a big giant. It's a mountain? Yeah, it's a hill. It's a least. 
know, let's call it a mountain. I don't yeah, know. they call it a mountain, even though it's just a hill. Least creative, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mountain. Uh, but the I know people from ASU will come and paint it. Uh, it's usually mm-hmm. white. They'll paint it yellow. Um, so that'll be the prank, I guess, that they do pull. But they do that like on once a year, usually like before the you know like the game, like between the U of A and the ASU, um, like football game or something like that. I don't know. I was never. It's so funny. It, it's it, it's inter- one th- thing that's interesting with the Acme University shows. They really make college seem like this experience that I don't know if people necessarily have anymore in the modern times. Of you go to college and you go to your class, and you get back in your car, you go back home. It's like mm-hmm. it's a lot. Like a, this is great for uh, for some people who I mean, if you want that experience, you can still have it, but it's it's not as common as it was, say. 30, 40 years ago, perhaps. Uh, anyway, uh, Nate, uh, Kelly, anything in this last part that you uh, that kind of st- thought was interesting? I think y'all mentioned all of it. Um, really can't think of anything to add. All right. Well, since we can't add anything, let's just go <laughs> ahead and get to our water tower rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Tiny Toons Luniversity? Nathan, why don't we go and start with you? Oh, man. I did not think of this at all. Okay. Let's see. I mean, it was fine. (laughs) I'll say two and a half. Um... Two and a half water towers. Yeah. All right. Um, it was fine. Because it, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, hey, Kelly, what about you? I think I'll also go with two and a half. Um, it was okay. It, yeah. It did. Like, I mean, it, like you mentioned, the, the thing about where um, Lucky was like, I'm, I don't care. That actually, I, I may have actually laughed out loud at that. I may have chuckled. <laughs> Because I I really felt him in that moment, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just hard for me to really get behind all the little like, college pranks, silliness, college. Because I didn't even do that kind of stuff when I was in college. So right, I don't think it's anyone not funny. No. To me. It's not like I don't know. It's just uh, besides that, it's just it was fine. <laughs> no, it was I was when I was watching this was I was going right. yeah I knew that you would definitely not be super great with this cuz I know it has a lot of slapstick and I know you've never been a huge slapstick Mm-mm. person but even the slapstick in this one wasn't really working like it's just kind of it was I don't know it I I I gave the last episode we reviewed too I don't I'll give this one too as well just because it was I honestly think it was worse than the episode we reviewed last time. Nice, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'll say two because I don't think it's a 1.5. I can't say – that just seems too mean to give it a 1.5, but it really was it, – it really felt like this is just stretched. The concept was just stretched thin. It felt like if this was an original – if this was in the original series, this would be one segment – this yeah. they would have they would like have a ten cut, minute segment. Oh, hundred percent. This would not yeah. have been a twenty something minute cartoon. They like you, and it really should have been. It should have just been short and just get to the 
like yeah it, it give me the highlights don't stretch it out it was um i didn't like the character designs of the fish people and the whale and the and all that other stuff i thought it was they just didn't confusing well and weird the tiny tunes it, no the animation of them just didn't mesh well no, and then the whole the the whole payoff at the end where the catapult is huge and catapults the entire school just you felt know, the they scale just catapulted a pie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That would have been that would have felt better to me if catapulting a pie instead of somehow getting under the school and catapulting the school. Yeah, uh, like that. I agree, Nathan. If it, even though a giant pie would have been just as ridiculous, like how can a pie be that big? No, just already. catapult up, but it wasn't already there. It was just sitting there. Just yeah, yeah. Don't it doesn't it, it again? Like Plucky said, nonsensical. It doesn't make any. It, and I know cartoons are nonsensical, but it just, gosh, it was it was a frustratingly long, unfunny cartoon, unfortunately. And uh, you know, hey, that's just that. And again, I, I'll give it a two, but. You know, I want to give it a lower than that, but I'll give it a two because I'm going to be as nice as I can. But this one was a rough one for me. Anyway, well, there we are. That's that one. I'm hoping that next time we get together, we write next episode. I know Elmira is coming up. I don't think it's in our next episode, but I know Elmira is going to be having an appearance uh, okay. and with with Cree Summer voicing her. So that should be fun to have an original voice actor. Uh you know, reprising their role as a new version of Elmira, and I'm interested to see how that's going on. So I'm still stuff to look forward to, and uh, yeah, we'll see where this the rest of this season goes. And I'm really hoping that the second season is, uh, gosh, not as I, I always try to you know be nice to shows, especially when they're finding, especially with this case where it's a complete reboot where we're changing most of the characters completely. Seinfeld had a horrible you know, first episode and even most of the first season was pretty bad. The Simpsons, a lot of that first season is pretty bad as well. Yeah. But yeah, Buffy didn't catch its footing until the right. second season. But the I mean, the office first season was okay. But- mm-hmm. The office, like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of shows and it's parks and rec. Uh- yeah. But in this kind of, it's like, gosh, there's only 10 episodes. Like you got to think like, you got to get it right. And, the first episode we all kind of liked. Yeah, you know, the first that. episode I thought, oh, they're, they're, you know, it's not. Well, the, the first episode of, I mean, the first season of Buffy only had thirteen episodes. Yeah, but you got to so. think like the first episode. I mean, the first, the pilot of this show has so far been the best episode, which is reverse of how it, oh, <laughs> most yeah. most shows are. It's like the pilot's like, oh, it's okay, I guess, but I'll, I'll, I'll tune in next time, and it gradually gets better and better each time. It seems like this show. It's like the pilot, really great, and then everything else is kind of it's been a decline. Oh, it was uh, like that with the Animaniacs reboot. Yeah, the reboot. The, the pilot too. was really good, and then nothing. I mean, but of course they had all the Spielberg stuff in that episode. So <laughs> that first it's all one gonna be downhill for you. Me. Never saw anyway. Spielberg again. Yeah, three seasons of no Spielberg, other than one, one Very episode. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. Well, no still sp- four episodes. Yeah. Now, so and who knows? And all I need to do, hey, writers, all you have to do, season two, just put a Spielberg, like have Buster. I'm Dabs. easy. I'm so easy. Like it just. Yeah. Put a Spielberg reference in, or or Spielberg himself, and you'll get five yeah, this stars. One, 
We, you know, the there's a number hours, of Jaws sorry. references we could have made in this episode. Ah, oh, so, so many. Oh, I mean, oh. missed opportunities there. It's... All right. Well, I was watching something. What was I watching? Oh, I think it was Iron Claw. And um, they made it. One of the characters said something like, we're going to need a bigger boat or something like that. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what I was watching. Uh, I'm glad I watched that last week instead of this week and they could have said um, something like that but, with this like we're gonna like for the pranks like we're gonna need a bigger pie or something yeah, like that, that one of the sharks could have been named bruce that, that uh, was a depressing move they could have had so a depressing. they could have had a shark named bruce and they could have had a friend that's an orca that and, would that would have been funny and then look i'm just saying we're available for the second season for <laughs> the yeah. script I've passages so we'll, we'll throw it so we'll punch them up <laughs> and we won't charge as much as carrie fisher did we'll do it for we'll do it for real cheap we'll punch up your i scripts. can't wait till i get with her uh her young indie episode that she wrote ah yeah I'm, well i've gotten behind on my young indie uh rewatch you, they're not reviews but yeah rewatch so i'm just trying <laughs> to catch up on that but yeah well that's you can, so much i gotta do you can see those on bigshinyrobot.com Yes, yes, you can, because sometimes sometimes I still write and put stuff up there. There we are. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? I'm on X. Uh, I guess it's called uh, Django FT. That's me. X. Kelly, what about you? Well, I'm on threads now. I guess I have been. And X. Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All but right. I don't. I don't post hardly anything on either right now because I'm just. I I don't know. The, the social media stuff's weird lately. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it, I'm trying to get more into it as well. Of course, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. It's taking December off a lot with a bunch of stuff yeah. going on uh, in our lives. But yes, check it out. Contact us. Listen to us. Subscribe to us, or follow us, or whatever you have to do on any podcast player. Tell us, tell your friends about us, and uh, tell us the feedback about the show. About your friends, tell yeah, yeah tell us about your friends. <laughs> We're all good. Anyway, uh, make it a great day, everybody. And I guess it's just time for us to go. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. I don't care.